Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money. Whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Good afternoon, this is Charles Kelly. How are you doing today? Uh, well, I hope you're, wherever you are in the world, you are safe and uh, things are, are bouncing back with the economy and that sort of thing. In the UK, the property market is booming at the moment and mortgage lending in March reached record levels. In fact, it was the, the highest since records be- began in 1993. In fact, in just in March alone, mortgage lending topped 11 billion pounds 11 billion pounds that's what about 15 billion dollars that's a lot of money by anybody's standards and this is as as a result mainly of this mad rush to beat the stamp duty holiday in june which which ends in june and people are are rushing as i've I've reported before I, i think in some cases they are paying more or they're paying a premium on the property because of this this rush that people are taking advantage that sellers are saying well they want to buy the property let's put it up for this price and and we've been getting cases of bidding wars and gazumping and and sometimes they're paying far more for the property than than they're going to actually save on the stamp duty but nevertheless people have decided they want to move and this is this is i would say mainly first time or, or mainly residential buyers uh, some of them are getting out of the cities and going to the countryside areas where it's safer, fresh air. They've got a garden. They don't have to get into a lift or an elevator with, with other people. And and some of it is just a result of people moving anyway. Uh, the Bank of England reported that there were 80,000 mortgage approvals in March, which was up from 73,000 on the previous year. So it's not like it's doubled or anything. It's just reaching higher and higher levels. Uh, but it was slightly down on February's figure, indicating that there might be a slowdown coming because although the market had had has boomed in the last few months, certainly there are signs anecdotally that I'm seeing that prices are are slowing down uh, in some areas, particularly around the London area. I'm seeing a lot of London prices fall quite sharply. I mean, every day I get letters or emails from estate agents saying price reduction. Uh, I mean, I, I saw a couple today in London. Uh, price reduction, price reduction, one in, in, in sort of outer London, Hendon or near the North Circular, price reduction for quick sale. Uh, and some of these reductions are quite substantial, £50,000, £30,000, £40,000, maybe around 10% of the asking price. And when you look, you see that they've already reduced the price a little bit before and didn't sell. And then they've, they've, they're reducing the price again. So it's a bit of a sort of panic situation going on in some areas. And, and and to be honest, you've almost reached the point now where it would be too late to buy a property and get a mortgage and complete by the end of June because of the way things are backed up. Surveyors are backed up. Uh, you know, legal processes are backed up. Sister, my, my sisters work in sort of six days a week until, until the evenings sometimes. Uh, they're not closing at five o'clock. They're working flat out to, to get to get things cleared. Uh, so I, I know I know how busy they are. And, and the chances of, of getting a mortgage through and complete by the end of June are, are fairly slim at this stage, I, I would say. So you, you may have missed the boat. There's still there, there's still probably chances if you've got if you've got cash and you can pick up a bargain. But yeah, it, it quite quite 
quite difficult, but I'm, I'm sure you could pick up bargains at the moment. But we don't know what's going to happen to the market. All I do know is that over the years, uh, property has always been a good investment for me. Uh, in fact, the, the mistakes I've made in property are not that I bought the wrong thing, but that I, that I sold it too early and didn't just hang on to it. Uh, that, or or the, the stuff that I didn't buy has been more of a mistake than the stuff that I did buy. Yeah, I bought some turkeys and, and got out of it, but it's mostly been the stuff that I didn't buy. And you'd pass by a property. Why didn't I buy that? You know, I, I had a mortgage offer. I had the money was there, you know, and I, I pulled out. So th th those are the mistakes I've made in, in the main. But another word for, for mortgage, of course, is debt. You know, the word mortgage derives from almost like they own you, you know, when you're mortgaged to, to the bank or the lender. And we've seen debt spiralling all over the world. Governments are borrowing or printing trillions of, of dollars and pounds to prevent the economies from going into a recession. But recessions are a normal phase in economies. You get booms and busts. That's always been the way it is. And, you know, you get companies that become overblown and, and uh, you know, not, not really worth uh, the paper they're, they're, they're selling for. And, you know, you need to sort of reduce the fat sometimes and, and let companies come and go that are, are non-economical anymore. But that hasn't really happened. We had the 2008 financial crisis and the governments then stepped in to try and prop things up. And they've kind of printed a load of money then, which hasn't really been repaid since. And they're doing it again now, but on a much bigger scale on unprecedented levels of, of money printing. Biden's announced $2 trillion of infrastructure and and now more money on the on the social plan to sort of turn america into a socialist kind of country uh the uk is is doing similar things but not on not on that scale uh and we haven't allowed the normal uh, course of events you know even in nature you get uh, uh turns don't you in nature you get uh animals grow they grow stronger and then the next stronger one comes along and takes over that that's nature isn't it and that's not been allowed to happen but it in my opinion it can't just sort of continue forever because somebody has to pay the piper eventually and you know we, we are seeing that uh, people who are in work and earning money are paying down credit card debts but we're actually seeing that thousands of people are getting deeper into debt and uh, according to the, the charities like Citizen Advice and Step Change, uh, some people are getting into to serious problems. Sometimes this is, can be a result of a catastrophic, catastrophic change, such as a, a job loss, business failing, or a divorce. Uh, but sometimes it can just be purely sort of mismanagement of of money and and just allowing debt to creep up on you because debt can creep up on you literally uh, like a disease and then before you know it you're you're in above your head and you know you, you you can't get out of it and if this happens to you then you need to take professional advice and and not bury your head in the sand and hope that it will all go away because it won't it will get worse you know the letters will keep coming then it will be court action then your credit rating will be ruined and it can even involve involve county court judgments and, and bankruptcy ultimately if you just don't deal with it so you've got to deal with it and and I would say talk to charities like Citizens Advice if you're in the UK or, or Step Change I'm putting a link up here um, and you know I, I would definitely uh, talk to those if you're in your own country look for, for, for some advice there but in the UK once you talk to a recognized charity debt counseling sort of service 
interest and penalty charges on your debts and credit cards and that sort of thing, as well as any legal action can be frozen for automatically frozen for 60 days. And this gives you breathing space and gives you and your advisors a chance to put together uh, an informal or formal debt repayment plan, which can involve even uh, writing off some of some or all of your debts. Uh, so talk to those. I, I would avoid these companies who uh, charge quite high fees and say like we can clear your debts and that sort of thing. I, I would talk to the charities first before you know jumping on to, to these Google ads uh, and and going with these companies because some of them are not you know some are good but some of them are not giving what I would call independent advice. They're more interested in in their fees. Now I was clearing out some of my old files for shredding. Uh, yesterday uh, from from my old financial advisor business. I was an independent financial advisor and, and in that finance industry for around 25 years. And I came across some files and you look at that, oh, I remember that guy, I remember that couple. And it, it reminded me of several clients who just brought, brought home the importance of investing for the long term, you know, saving money, investing, not spending recklessly. And I told this story before of a couple that you know, we're just we're just working for the health service, but it built up substantial savings compared to the 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 bank trader that I knew that was earning loads more money, but never had any money. He was always spending it, spending it. His wife was spending, spending, spending their debts, and he needed his bonus every quarter just to pay down his overdraft. And the bank loved him, of course, because they were earning lots of money on him. And anyway, I found this client file, but I, I then found another client that. Um, really impressed me because you know I, I got to know this lady very very well and and she first sought my advice uh, over 20 years ago and when, when she was in a lot of debts and a lot of problems but then I looked at my file and, and around 20 years ago uh, to cut a long story short we put a plan together and I arranged uh, a mortgage for her to buy a second property by remortgaging uh, her and her husband's residential home at the time. Now, they didn't have any money. They just had the property that they'd bought and, and basically mortgages and, and debts, really. Um, but at the time, properties were cheap. This is you know early 2000s, uh, before the, the, the then boom and then the drop in 2008. And you could buy properties outside of London, just not that far. Not, I'm not talking about Manchester and Newcastle, but maybe, you know, 20 miles from the, the centre of uh, London, for around about £80,000. You could buy a house for £80,000. And that's exactly what, what she did. And she had absolutely no money. And I remember we had a fact find form where you had to list your assets and your savings. And her assets, apart from the property that they owned, was was £200 in the bank. That's all she had to her name. And, and that was probably because her salary had been paid in and hadn't been spent yet. And that was it. Um, she had some equity in her property and then some consumer debt. She was probably really in the red if you actually calculated it uh, properly. But she had, you know, she had this property. So we, we got the bank to, to lend her the money to use the equity in that property to fund a deposit on, on a second property. And a couple of years later, she, she sort of literally did the same thing. She, she re repeated the process and she continued re renting and repeating this process for the next 20 years. Now she didn't, she wasn't a full-time property investor, by the way. She, in that time, uh, she had a business and, and, and other things going on, but she, she just bought properties along. She didn't sort of say, you know, print a card that I'm a professional property investor. She just carried on doing what she, she'd done in the first place. And 
as her advisor, I taught her a process that she could use, a way of getting hold of money. And she was amazed that they're going to give me money. I can't believe it. They're, they've given me £80,000. And I remember when I first mortgage, she got a cash back on it. So it was virtually like a 100% mortgage. And she was amazed. Um, and she wasn't actually from this country. So she's amazed how easy it was to get hold of money at that time. And she just took advantage of it. And once she, she learned the system, she was off and running. And she, she overtook me. You know, she was going faster and faster. But just all in her spare time, what I'm saying, she rented those properties out, basically. Um, now, unfortunately, she passed away last year. And she was still in her late 50s, still young and fit, but uh, succumbed to, to cancer, which is affecting one, one, in, one in two people nowadays. But starting off 20 years ago with £200 in the bank and probably less than that in, if you take into account debts. When she passed away last year in her 50s, she was worth, she left an estate close to a million pounds. Right. Let me just say that again. 20 years ago, £200 in the bank. Uh, Last year, when she passed away, she left an estate of one million pounds, just under one million pounds. Amazing. And and, and I, I would say, you know, not bad for somebody who emigrated to this country uh, at, at, you know, virtually nothing, started with nothing and left a million pounds. Uh, and, you know, almost all of her wealth came from buying properties and holding them. Don't forget that she was... Um, holding properties through the, the financial crisis, that 2008 financial crisis. You know, after that, properties bounced back, but she didn't panic. It's, oh, the properties have gone down. She just carried on with holding them and renting them out. The income was still coming in. And in fact, after that, interest rates come down after the financial crisis. So she was getting even more income from the properties as, as rates come down from around, you know, seven or eight percent. To, to, to silly prices that there are now. You can borrow money at one or 2% now, but in those days it was seven or 8% and you didn't make much of a surplus, I'd say, on the the amount you got back after paying your mortgage from the rent. So you got your rent, any expenses and the mortgage. There wasn't much left over. So it wasn't an income producing thing at that time. Certainly when I started buying properties and, and paying 10, 12%, there was nothing left over. Sometimes you had to subsidize the mortgage by a hundred or so pounds per month just to get hold of the property. And what I'm saying is she never bothered much with pensions. I said, why don't you put money into pensions? Um, no, didn't like that. Didn't understand it. Stock market. I think she got some some shares from uh, a company she worked for uh, and, and she was made redundant and she had some shares in the property in in this company, a telecoms company. And they 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 literally halved in value. The, the, the shares went down 50%. And so she stayed away from the stock market. I don't understand this. Uh, I want to stick to something I do understand. I understand property. It's tangible. I can see it. I can feel it. I can borrow money to buy property. And that's what she's stuck to. And that was all of her wealth uh, was built up really in, in properties. Yeah, of course, she earned money. She had a business as well. But the real wealth that she left behind was in property. Now, I'll give you three key takeaways here. First of all, she when 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 I um, first saw her, she didn't really take money seriously. But from after that, she took money seriously, stopped using expensive consumer credit to buy consumer products, which went down in value. Instead, she borrowed money cheaply to buy assets which went up in value and put money in her pocket. That's the first thing. Secondly, she built her wealth using other people's money nearly exclusively. Um, 
Uh, let me ask you a question. Could she have saved a, a million pounds in 20 years, um, you know, just by putting money into to, to the pensions and stock markets after after paying her tax? So could she, from after-tax income, could she have saved a million pounds in, in 20 years? No way, Jose, no way. And it reminds me of Robert Kiyosaki's classic book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? Do you remember that scene where uh, the rich dad said to Robert, how long would it take to earn a million pounds, million dollars, in fact, he said. And then he said, how long would it take to borrow a million dollars and invest that money and, and make more money? Yeah, think about that. And that always stuck in my mind because most people could never save a, a million pounds or a million dollars or a million euros in their lifetime. But by investing it, you make that money grow. And, and what he was saying is, is the use of leverage, other people's money. And the third key, key thing here is that she bought and held for the long term. She invested for the long term. She took a long term view, a long term perspective. And despite the, the ups and downs, she, you couldn't say that she bought exactly the right time. Yeah, properties were cheap in 2000, but they went up and went down again. Interest rates were high at that time. It wasn't considered a great thing to do. Um, but she held through that period, right? So it wasn't a short-term quick fix. Let's flip this, let's flip that. No, she didn't do much of that. She just bought and held for the long term and turned 200 pounds into a million uh, until she passed away, unfortunately, last year. Now you can learn to, to do the same thing. I've seen countless examples of people building wealth over time by investing wisely and patiently. You need patience and time. Some in property, others in their own businesses others in the stock market, but the principles and skills are roughly the same and they are learnable by anyone who wants to make the effort. Now, I'm going to be launching something fairly soon and what I'm going to be doing is giving away three free coaching calls because I'm I'm, I'm building a new uh, coaching situation and I, I need some reviews, I need some testimonials. So to anyone who's prepared to take the time and effort to learn how to master money and build wealth over time, look out for the link in my uh, Facebook group Facebook page, Charles Kelly Marketing. I'm going to put a, a, a link up to this and I'll be making an announcement in the next 48 hours. So thanks for listening today. I uh, hope wherever you are, you're going to stay safe. And remember that the skills that this lady learned and applied over 20 years where she turned 200 pounds into a million can be learned by you, provided you're, you're prepared to listen and follow advice from a good coach. So thanks for listening and have a great day. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 